Welcome back to the Graveyard Shift. I'm Nathan Rouse. And I'm James Pugh. Look, today we've taken the podcast on the road. We're in the heart of Shrewsbury. 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 I've moved into Shrewsbury, so... It's got to be Shrewsbury Shrewsbury. There we go. Um, And we're at a business which has become a true success story in the last decade or so. Uh, Born out of a back garden barbecue in 2011. By the way, if there's anything wrong here, you can change it. Yeah, no worries. Do you know what? That wasn't right. It was 2014. (laughs) Have faith in me. It's whether it's reflective of what was on the web or any insights and stories, you know. Um, Born out of a back garden barbecue in 2011 with four mates. Burger business, The Beefy Boys, has recently opened its third restaurant, has established itself as a firm favourite on the local food scene. We're delighted, aren't we? Absolutely thrilled. To be joined by one of the founders of the business, Anthony Murph Murphy. Thank you very much for having me. We will put some fantastic applause, <laughs> a bit like the Steve Wright show. Thank you, uh, thank you. Woo! We're doing post-production. We're doing post. Hey, look, set the scene for us. You know, 2011, mm-hmm. you're in a back garden. Yep. You know, there are lots of examples of great burger restaurants out there. Mm-hmm. And you sort of think, well, do you know, I, I, reckon, I reckon I could... Do yeah. better. Well, it was all by accident, really. I mean, we always say it's like a drunken barbecue that's really got out of hand. I mean, it's got so out, it's got so <laughs> really out of hand. Out of yeah, really out of hand. We've got three restaurants now and 200 staff, so it's gone crazy. Um, so, yeah, so basically we were just, my mate Dan was having a barbecue and he rang me up because the four of us who started to be for boys were all school friends and known each other for years. Okay. And so he called me and said, look, I'm having a barbecue and I know you're a fan of food. Would you be up for helping me? Now, none of us have worked in restaurants, none of us are chefs, anything like that, but we all love food and yeah. love burgers and stuff. So I said to Dan, I was like, look, yeah, if we're going to do a barbecue, let's do it properly. Not like a boring British barbecue, you know, when you have like a burnt sausage yeah. and <laughs> some <laughs> undercooked chicken and yeah. some rubbish yeah. coleslaw from like Lidl or something. I was like, if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. And at the time, uh, man versus food was love big. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I think huge. it only been out for a couple of years back in 2011. And back then, like now, you can get decent burgers in a lot of places and pulled pork and ribs. Mm. Back then, there wasn't no, so much nothing, in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Most pub burgers were awful, you know, and just burgers generally in this country were pretty poor. So we jumped online, we did loads of research, read loads of recipe books, watched loads of videos, cooked stuff for our mates, and our mates were like, guys, this is brilliant. You've got to do something with this. It's some of the best burgers we've ever had. And... Um, one of our friends, Christian, who's one of the founding members of the Beefy Boys, he'd been working as a runner for the BBC, and he'd just been down to uh, Grillstock, which was a big yeah. barbecue festival yeah. in Bristol. About 10,000 people go there. You had all different, like Levi Roots was there, Jamie Oliver was there, and... Um, you yeah, have, never heard of those two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they never go anywhere. Reggae, reggae sauce, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, there was a big competition there called King of the Grill, where you had to cook, like, your best ribs, your best burger, your best brisket. And Dan and Christian were talking about it, and Dan was like, we should enter. And I was like, look, man, we've only been cooking for like a month or so. For mates. Yeah, we, I mean, we don't know what we're doing. We can't enter something like that. And he's like, yeah, all right. And then he had a bottle of wine, and he was like, nah, I'm doing it. So he entered us. And like a couple of months later, we entered this competition. Anyway, we um, we knew that being from Hereford, where we're from, you know, beef is a big thing. So mm. we knew entering the competition, we wanted to make sure our burger was spot on because we're thinking from Hereford we're yeah. doing beef we need to focus on that so when we went down there the burger round was the one we really focused on there were people doing mad burgers like burgers with a lobster on with a pineapple in it and all this mad right, stuff okay. but we were like no let's just do a good cheeseburger just like a real simple Nothing cheeseburger better. exactly yeah. yeah not overcomplicating it go really simple and we did it and we won. And um, I think we didn't just win. We beat, like, I think whoever came second was, like, 200 points behind us. Wow. So we really no smashed it. Yeah. Smashed them. And then from that... Jamie we... Oliver was second, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah. there, but... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and so from that, we got entered into the World Burger Championships in Las Vegas. Now, we didn't even know that there was such a thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're like, what? It's like a hangover, uh, yeah. you know, part four. From Bridgewater, yeah, yeah, Las yeah, Vegas. 
the cheeseburger yeah, exactly. challenge. You know. Well, that's what we thought because we never even thought that knew there was such a thing. And um, so we got entered into it and thought, well, look, this is just be an excuse for us to have a lads' holiday <laughs> in Vegas. We can go over. Get... When is that? That's what you told wrong? When has that ever yes. gone wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Before we get drunk for a couple of weeks yeah. and then enter a burger competition, come last, and then we'll come home, and that'll be that'll be the end of it. Um, so we flew over and it was mad. They were like, uh, it was on American TV. They'd like shut down in the middle of, uh, uh, I think it's Fremont Street in Las Vegas. Yeah. and put kitchens in there and you got the film crews. Vegas, yeah. It was nuts. So you're, you're literally cooking on the strip in, in Vegas, you know, surrounded by it all. And um, there was 50 of the best restaurants and sort of chefs in America. And then there was us, like these four oh, lads shit. from Hereford. No way. <laughs> to the Americans, that is the world. They were like, yeah, we've got 50 teams from America, yeah, one from England, go. one from Canada. Yeah, yeah we've got the world covered. Do you know what I mean? We all smashed them. Yeah. So we went in, thought we'd come last, and we came second in the world. Yeah. Which is nuts. Get lost. Yeah, so we came second. And like, and you all looked at each other when you sat down in second place. You're like, oh, never mind, lads, let's head home. It's the beefy boys from... Yeah. He- I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Ford. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, we literally, we made more noise than the guy that came first. We were like <laughs> screaming and running around. We couldn't believe ridiculous. it. How soon was this after, you know, the barbecue in the back garden? Oh, uh, well, so I think we were mucking around in his back garden because we, we did do the odd little pop-up in a pub. You know, so probably it was maybe about sort of 12 months, two years, yeah. sort of after. But at this stage, it was very much just something we were mucking around yeah, with. Yeah. We'd, you know, we'd speak to like a pub or like uh, whatever in town and be like, look, can we come along and do a pop-up? And we'd literally sell 10, 15 burgers to our mates and we'd make like five pound each. Okay. When we, did, when we did that competition, when we came back, we did our first pop-up, I mean, a couple of weeks after coming back. And we literally, we looked up at 12 when we were starting service and 300 people turned up oh, for wow. a burger. And we had a little barbecue. We could only cook one burger at a time. So it's like take a, your order. Yeah, it's <laughs> a three-hour wait for a burger. And like, we were like, yeah, it was, it was nuts. Have so you got a big sign saying, world's second best burger? Before. No, we didn't do any of that. No, I mean, because, because we'd, we'd had loads of support from social media and stuff. And then when we got back, we did get on the one show and all this sort of stuff because of it. And so we had lots of publicity and the support yeah. was amazing. And basically every week we would do these pop-ups and it just got busier and busier because I think word got out, oh, you know, there's these guys in Hereford, they got the, one of the best burgers in the world. And so every Thursday we had a little pop-up we were doing in Hereford. We'd have six to 700 people turn up on a Thursday. There was a queue for literally a mile and a half down the road. And at that point we were like stood there behind the grills and, you know, we like, thought, well, this, there's something in this. We yeah, need to yeah. do something with it. So then we went... Uh, I mean, it's almost like a kind of chef's table, Netflix, you know, like, you know, they go in these lovely little stories and then you're sort of like Snow's Barbecue in Texas. Yes, the yeah, yeah, are yeah. Like, yeah. Get miles, you that know, but it. that's all they've got. Yeah. You're now going, well, we've got that, let's... We yeah. have to do something with that because you can't well, wait it. time. It's like a ride at an adventure theme park. Yeah. If you're here, it's 40 minutes. If you're here, it's an hour and 20. <laughs> it's very much like that. And um, yeah, so we went to, uh, we kind of went to our bank manager and we showed him our figures and he was like, boys, no, you're taking in one day. Well, we got some pubs in town taking in the entire week. So we thought, yeah, this we've got to do something. So we, we approached, uh, there was a development in Hereford where they had a, a spare uh, site and it was next to like Wagamama's and Frankie's and Benny's. Lots of people telling us, don't do it. You know, yeah, don't go next to those big boys. Yeah, yeah. You, you never compete. Yeah. You won't You won't do it. Um, but we were like, very arrogantly, we're like, no, nah, no, nah, let's, let's do it. You know, if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. Yeah. You know, we could go down a back street, mm. but there's a reason that people pay for these pitches, you know, next to a cinema and all that. So we did it. And from the moment we opened in 2016, um, it was flat out, like queues every day. People coming to get in, we were fully booked. 
and the learning curve was like extremely steep. Right, okay. Well, we couldn't get any money to do it actually because the bank looked at us and were like, you guys have got no experience in the restaurant industry. You don't know what you're doing. 75% of restaurants go bust in the first year. Um, you guys, yeah, you were like, my two of us worked in nightclubs. We were like DJs and um, we used to put on club nights. Mm. Uh, one was working as a runner for the BBC and, and Dan was an engineer for a gas company. So we literally, no like experience whatsoever. <laughs> Jumped in at the deep end and all of a sudden had a restaurant that was fully booked all the time. In prime spot, you know. In prime like, location, you know, yeah. yeah. And we were under this really weird, but looking back in hindsight, it was stupid because we thought, I don't know why we thought, we thought we could work from nine in the morning to 11 at night, seven days a week. And the four of us would talk about it, but in the run-up to it, be like, yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. Didn't expect it. Because I think we thought we'd have downtime. We'd have bits where yeah, we wouldn't be yeah, cooking yeah. and maybe we could chill for a couple of hours. But yeah. no, <laughs> um, it wasn't like that at all. And so we literally ran for like three months and it was horrendous. Like we were doing like 120 hours a week and like, yeah. we had to like be like, right, we'll sort this out. So I think we shut for a few days just kind of come up with the plan to be like, <laughs> really? how, do, how do we make this sustainable? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we can't keep going at this pace. And then we started hiring more people and it started getting easier and that and... Yeah. yeah so that's how the first one came about yeah um and then during and so it was an 80 seat restaurant lovely location and then obviously the pandemic hit in uh mm. 2020 yeah. which was a nightmare for for all hospitality yeah, of course and yeah. um well, you need to come through yes <laughs> you right, come on up you can start you can do a starring role yeah. <laughs> just give the camera a little wink to go past that's it fine um so when the pandemic hit one of the good things about us being like an independent with four mates who run it and run the whole business we could move really quick yeah okay. so within about seven or eight weeks into the pandemic when everyone was sort of bored and sat at home and sort of a bit like all of our staff are messages saying that you know it's great but we're getting bored yeah and like the and obviously by that point it started getting a little less scary it was a bit like oh well maybe if we do work social yeah. distance will be okay yeah. um and so we were one of the first places in hereford to open up as a takeaway and uh all the other chains were still sort of scratching their head didn't know what okay. to do we opened up as a takeaway and we were doing the same numbers as if we were open before yeah, it, it, it was insane but we had way less staff we didn't have any waiters or waitresses no, to pay just kitchen staff and we had people doing deliveries and that um mask spend obviously went up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sanitizer spend you know <laughs> it's like seasoning rubs and then it's hand sanitizer yeah. next all to of that so well, we had to re we had to rebuild the kitchen so we had to knock the kitchen down and rebuild it so we could all work two meters apart but it was great because usually we're in an open kitchen you got people you know watching and you have to have the music on that it's okay for people to listen to yeah, but now you know we have any customers we're like all right let's put the wu-tang clang on and let's <laughs> rage against the machine and we yeah, you know, we get to do, do a great time want. to bond as well with team and it was yeah, yeah none yeah. of us had seen anybody for eight weeks you know what i mean yeah. so we had a lovely time and during that period when we made an offer on this place in shrewsbury because um all the landlords across the country were all like going into like uh, a spiral mode because none of them thought knew what was going to happen they thought you know well, what is yeah, things going to yeah, open back up again back, yeah. so there was a site in shrewsbury that came up it was an old zizzies and we heard about it and so oh, yeah. we came over during the pandemic and literally had to drive with masks on and all that and come and look at it and we thought well let's just put in a really low offer stupidly low stupidly low yeah. they're not accepted but it'll be the start of negotiations put in this offer and the landlord just said yep yeah. yeah, straight away <laughs> yeah straight away so like, can I have my hand back <laughs> <laughs> and that was from that point we were like oh no we, we got to do this now um, well, of course, you, did you know, was was the vegan uh, shop Okra next door at the time when he looked at the beefy it, boys? Because I was, I think loads of people must find that hilarious because you are next door to Okra 
um, which my oldest boy loves going to because mm. he's a veggie. He's oh, like, well, yeah, oh, I yeah. love that place. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going next door. So you you go there, we'll go. We'll it it go did make there. us laugh a bit when we looked here before having that vegan one next to us. I mean, well, I'm, I'm currently working on a vegan burger at the moment. It's taken us because my, my rule is with anything that's a vegetarian vegan, so I'm, I'm obviously a meat eater. But my rule is anything that goes on the menu, I've got to be happy to eat it. I've got to great. think it's great. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been looking into a vegan burger for the last couple of years, and it's got to be one that, I, yeah, if I was giving it, I'd be like, yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. And there's so many rubbish vegan burgers out there. You know, which people are just sort of like, oh, they got a vegan patty that they bought from, you know, some mm. wholesale and that. Yeah, you can see it looks absolutely rubbish. Oh, it's horrendous. It's just you know rolled I mean? out. Yeah, you and know. it's really, so it's a really hard one, the vegan market, because I've spoke to vegans and I've been like, right, what do you want? And they're like, well, if we're coming to the beefy boys, we don't want a healthy burger. We want something dirty. We want something filthy. That's why we, you know, we're Fine. going to you. We, yeah. we, want, we want the same experience that the meat eaters yeah. are getting, but yeah, in a vegan okay. one. So at the moment, that's what I'm trying to do, but it's really, really hard because I've got to try and make sure that, yeah, it stands up next to the other ones. Make so, it clean. Make the meat in a glass booth, right? <laughs> so everybody watches the vegan. So maybe there's a, you know, you get it free, but you get to, you have to eat your vegan yeah, a little cage in a or something. everyone throws stuff at you. Maybe, <laughs> a, maybe something in the theatre of that. <laughs> but so I'm working on it. I'm almost there. I'm getting there with Good. it. So we will have a vegan burger on. So product development is your stuff as well. I mean, you're constantly looking at developing and... Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always looking at food trends and stuff. And that's the one thing. I mean, we've been around that first restaurant opened in 2016. So obviously, what's that now? Seven years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can quite easily become not the hip or cool place still on the trendy place to go anymore and somebody else come along so you've always got to look at what you're doing so i think it was about two or three years ago we introduced the patty styles which is one of the things is one of our usps um so basically most burger restaurants you come to they have their patty and that's what they serve and they have different sauces different cheeses to make up the different burgers what we like to do is offer people like a range of choices on their patty like yeah. a bit like when you go to a steak restaurant how you want your steak or whatever mm. so we do a medium thick patty which comes still a little bit pink in the middle yeah. it's a six ounce one or we do smash patty Patties, which yeah. are the two sort of thin three ounce ones smashed a bit more like a diner style american one oklahoma patties which are brilliant and that's the one which won us the national burger of the year award this year okay. and they're the ones you get really really thinly sliced white onion smash those into your patties and then you flip them over so they caramelize in with it the meat sits in it yeah okay. yeah and it's delicious that's, that's one of my favorite ones or animal style which is where you like spray a bit of american mustard on your patty before you flip it and then it caramelizes into the patty and stuff so those are all things that we've introduced in the last few years i've had porridge yeah amazing isn't it that, that but that, but that's moved on that sort of development of just even how to cook yeah. You know, it was it used to be size. It was size or the Americans were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Then it was up higher and higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. How much stuff can you stack? Yeah. Stacks. And then you would, you'd see people just kind of like uh, tensively. Yeah, knife and yeah. fork. I mean, yeah. If you have to eat it with a knife and fork, it's not really a burger. No. Anymore. It's become, it's become no. something no. else. Illegal so. knife and forks. This is yeah. some table noise, by the way, because we're in. We're in early. We're in before opening. It's quite exciting to be in a restaurant before it, uh, it's open to the public. Is it really? Oh, it really is. You probably, it probably doesn't feel no, like yeah, it. It doesn't excite me no more. No, not at all. It doesn't know. It's like, <laughs> Cl closing excites me now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. Go home. Um, it was interesting, really, because you've got that. You've written this question about um, how they differed, which I thought was quite interesting. About mm. you know, th there is a sensation around burgers, mm. and you're right. They can you know, Five Guys. People go Five Guys mm. open. Have you been to Five Guys? Isn't it amazing? Then over time, you've been, oh, I've been to Five Guys. And last time I went, it cost me 70 quid, 68 quid for four of us. It's pricey, Five like, Guys, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you know, I think they're all right. I mean, I just think Five Guys is a posh McDonald's, really. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's what they're doing. You know, I think they're good. There's, um, they, I mean, it's, yeah. 
in America, they do tend to do the chain burgers are of a higher standard. So you got right. things like Shake Shack, uh, Five Guys. The great one over there, which I, I love, is In and Out Burger. If ever you're in yeah, California, yeah, it's a really, really good one to, to mm. try out. Um, so they do do your, your, your cheaper fast food burgers well over there. But I do think Britain's got really good in the last few years for, for burgers. And you know, I think everyone's up their game really you know yeah. even even go to a little gastro pub they've probably got a really good burger on there so it's really hard for us when all we do is burgers is to make sure that we're ahead of the game and we're that one step above you know yeah. what else is out there thank god you don't serve it with like a knife in it you know when that, uh, that phase yeah. and it was like an onion ring and then a knife through it, like <laughs> yeah okay what is this but i mean burgers aren't cheap yours are over 10 quid mm-hmm. and that's because i guess burgers have gone is it because they've gone gourmet or what, you know, how do you differentiate? How do you go, it's worth spending on us? How do you kind of, because you know, the marketing of that is, yeah, yeah, you come here and you want that sort of filthy, you want it sort yes. of, you, but, but then to repeat that experience again and again, A, for price and B, just for vo- for volume. How yeah. do you how do you ensure customers keep well, coming back? Well, our thing is, yeah, we do like to go down the dirty American sort of side of burgers, but we try and use as much sort of high quality local ingredients as we can. So all right. of our beef comes from Hereford, uh, the city we're from. Obviously Hereford beef's world famous. Um, it's all grass fed, it comes from one farm, seven miles away from our original restaurant. And that's the beef we use for everywhere. So it right. just comes to okay. one guy, we've been to the farm, we've seen it all, we know how, the, how good the welfare is there and everything. And you know, there's a very strict process. We only use two cuts for our beef, uh, for our burgers, we use chuck and brisket. Okay. A lot of burger places you go to use what's called trim. Yeah. So they take off all the edges. bits that people want <laughs> yeah. and then they blast the bones and that's what they make all the little scraggly bits that's what you make your burgers out of but we don't do that so we use very high quality stuff all of our buns come from a guy called Peter Cook who actually he won Baker of the Year I think at the National Baker Awards this year he bakes them all fresh every day and they get delivered out so I mean where's he he's he's like he's based in Bromyard so just in between sort of Hereford and Worcester Um, so yeah really really local to us Um, he was one of the guys who started Ludlow Food Festival as well he was one of the the, the sort of originators of that Um, so we do make sure that the ingredients we're using are really quality and you, you get people saying oh why you know why is your burger 10 quid why don't go to mcdonald's and get it for one pound 29 or whatever and so well you know their, their patties come frozen every day off the yeah. back of a lorry do you know what i mean yeah. they cook in 30 seconds they're never sort of flipped we don't ever freeze any of our meat all of our meat comes fresh every day once it's gone over 24 hours old we won't use it for burgers anymore okay. uh, we use it for chili or whatever so yeah, okay. there's a lot of standards we we like to maintain and also at the moment food inflation is nuts it's crazy right. and it's really hard to we've had to do since I think August, like four price increases. And that's because like, I mean, if you look beef, for example, uh, before the pandemic, I go, so March, 2020, we were spending £4.40 a kilo on beef. Uh, it's £7 now. And so, you know, that's almost doubled, but I haven't doubled the price of our burgers. I can't, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's only so yeah. much people will spend. Yeah. And every restaurant's in the same boat at the moment. You know, the war in Ukraine, we all saw oil tripling in price, course, mayonnaise yeah. tripled in mm. price. The stuff, and so, Restaurants at the moment are just getting hit so hard with food inflation and the cost of uh, energy. So Shrewsbury, yeah. for example, our electric bills twenty £20,000 a year. Last year went to 110000 for 20. Wow, so I know. It's insane. Oh, and uh, luckily the government brought in some support. Yeah. So instead of 110, it's 70. But still, it's gone from Three 20 to, yeah, to yeah, 70,000. So we're busier than we've ever been. We're doing more covers really? than we've ever done. Yeah, we, every restaurant, Hereford, Shrewsbury, Cheltenham, and the food truck that we send out, they're all 
doing more covers, busier than we've ever been. We will not make the sort of money this year that no, we made two no. years ago, just because the profit's not there. So you're absorbing that because you hope to see it from the other side and hope people kind of yeah. come back and see that you're not actually being tossers by going, sorry, guys, it's £24 for your burger. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The site tell it's 19 well, I think the I... slaw is 8 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. People just wouldn't. wouldn't exactly. All, I think every single restaurant, every single pub in the country, they're going, be going, we're all going for it. And you're yeah, going to see yeah. and you've already seen lots of places shutting and you will see more. Touch wood, we'll probably be all right. We're not going to make a huge amount of money in this year next year. We'll, we'll wash our face, we'll pay our bills yeah, okay. and we'll be, be fine. Yeah. But you're going to see lots of places that can't handle it. And, you know, if, you, if, if you've got some restaurants out there which are only, you know, just a little bit profitable, they're probably not going to be here within the next 12 months. And, it, oh. yeah, but I think it will start balancing. But does that make you stronger then? Does that mean that you're looking for acquisition? Are you looking for other hotspots? Are you going to go, hey, while you want landlords to go, yep, as soon as you well, offer your crushingly uh, low. That's, that's <laughs> it. I mean, Cheltenham, we opened... And we were in two minds because of everything going on with uh, the cost of living crisis, mm. with everything. It's not a great time to open a restaurant, but the one in Cheltenham came up for this very reason yeah. because so many places are trying to offload sites because, you know, you've got these big chains who expanded in the noughties to get like, you know, they went from like whatever, you know, to having 200 sites 200, across country, yeah. paying silly rents when everything was all good. And now things are starting to, you know, not be quite as profitable yeah. for them. They're contracting. So the site we got in Cheltenham was a, it was a previous chain um, and they were, yeah, looking to get out because of the cost of living crisis and they gave us such a great deal. Literally, the deal was pretty much these hands of the key, so there you go, yeah. have it. You know, you've yeah. got no place for, for nothing. So we are on the, there is, because that's it, with, with all this sort of stuff, there's always opportunities that, that come yeah. from it and you've got to kind of lean into it. So, yeah. At the moment, we're just concentrating on making sure the three that we've got are operating and really, really good, and the standard of what's going out is is, is perfect. That's our focus for this year. And then end of this year, we're going to start looking, because there is loads of places going under and stuff, and they're yeah. just opportunities, you know, yeah. so... And what's the plan, sort of, to branch further and further from your Hereford base, or...? At the moment, we're going to try and keep everything we do within about an hour and a half yeah. to two hours of Hereford, just logistically, because at the moment, it's not too bad. You know, if we have issues somewhere, I can get to Shrewsbury within an hour, or an hour 20 on the train or whatever. I can get to Cheltenham within an hour from Hereford. And I think at the moment, that's where we need to keep things. So operationally, it's easier because all of our stuff, we make so much from scratch. So in Hereford, we've got like a little production unit where we make our mac and cheese balls, we make our jalapeno poppers, we make our sauces, we make our seasoning. Right. And then we supply everything from, from, yeah, from there. Yeah, from there. So yeah. we've got to keep it, you know, with the supply chains uh, yeah. at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, within sort of an hour, hour and a half area if it's where we're kind of looking at the moment. But what, do you get um, then attraction from sort of investors or private investors? I'm sure you've got groups going, hey, actually, you know, we think you could be 80, 100 within four years, you know, yeah. here's some cash. I mean, yeah. is it that territory now you're getting into? D d yeah, starting to now. Yeah. I mean, winning the Burger Awards. So this year we won the National Burger Awards and uh, we, we we cleaned up, like, which is, we never entered them before. because we've, we've done the world ones. We've never done yeah, the British ones. Don't be rude. In the world, we're like in the top two of the world. Well, so, well, because we did the World Burger Championships. Every time you come in the top ten, there you get invited back. So we've done it five times. So we've okay. done like done the World Burger Championships in Vegas, Orlando, Alabama, New Orleans, Dallas, and we kept going back. We keep coming in the top ten, which has been amazing. Sounds like just an excuse to uh, go on a <laughs> Well, it is. Yeah. Sorry, babe. We do. Um, yeah, so it's it's four weeks this time. It's a bit weird. I don't know why it's four weeks. But, literally um... had those conversations with my wife. Um, but the great thing is we do loads of research where we're there, so we pick up loads of stuff. Yeah, of course. But, uh, but from doing that and then opening the restaurants, we've been so busy, we've never entered the British ones. And then this year we thought, oh, let's do it. We've never done it before. 
And um, so you, you have three sort of main awards, best vegan burger, uh, burger of the year, and then burger chef of the year. And we went down, literally didn't think we were going to do very well. And yeah, we won signature burger of the year, which was the one main award. And then we won burger chef of the year. The only one we didn't win was the vegan one. But they hate, and you're like, we haven't got vegan burger probably yet. So anyway, so, <laughs> you, know, we're, you know, we're going to try and help. But they hate you. It's like, here come the beefy. I mean, I don't know, do you come with all the swagger? Do you come with all the kind of... You know, oh, yeah. it's everything all logoed up, all yeah, the merch, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah. well, the no, everyone's the, like... The, the, the mad thing was, because we did so well really early when we started, just when we were mucking around doing pop-ups, and we came, uh, we won that big award, and like we always felt that we were like the sort of young ones, which I guess, you know, it's, it's like sort of 10, 11 years ago now, so I guess we were. We're a lot younger than we are now. And so we always felt like the young, sort of like rebellious sort of kids yeah, who sort yeah. of came in and like won these awards and that. And then when we went down to London, we kind of we realised, shit, we're, we're old now. We're, and we had loads of guys in the burger competition saying, oh, you guys were one of the reasons why I got into this. And oh, you guys have been around for years. With me and Dan, like, we went down when they had the Beefy Boys. We were like, shit, we're, like, we're old. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're old now. Yeah, but, and, and we realised we're not the young kids anymore. We're actually... And then it was quite nice to then win it as much as we did. Yeah, because totally. then it was a bit like... You know, a bit like when you're a dad and you play your kids at Mario Kart and you absolutely destroy them. <laughs> so yeah, we were a bit letting you in. Yeah, so no it's was, it was a bit like you, win. you know, we came back down to London and kicked all their kicked all their ass. Right. <laughs> so, you know, still, but what, still what did got you it. see from there? Was there anything that you saw? Right, oh, that's quite interesting. Or oh, that's going to be oh, oh, coming the, up. There's loads of intel that you pick up. That you oh think, yeah, there was, yeah, the competition was amazing. Right, okay. We because you had to do it in rounds. So and the first round, we, we call it like the round of death. There were some really strong people in there. So Bleeker, who were probably the best burger in London, we were up against them in the first. First round oh and like tough gr- draw, yeah, tough they're draw. great. First and seeds. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've won it two times before. And like, I've had their burgers; it's really good. And so I was like, "Oh, this is tough." You didn't tell them that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's really lovely. Yeah, down edge. I mean, everyone's really nice. So yeah, it was a bit like, "Cool, well, I don't know if we'll beat them," but, but but we did, which was which was nice for us, um, you know, to to beat the London guys. And again, I think it was a bit like. Well, these lads from Erreford who've sort of come down here yeah, and, you know, and sort of... But you're right, actually, it's weird about that sort of 10-year then gap, 10, 12 years mm. since when he started up, because actually, at the, yeah, lots of people's inspiration, but now, you know, I was listening to something on the radio the other day and the guy was like, oh, let's go to play this, this track, it's uh, Dancing in the Moonlight. Actually, I think it's a cover from... So I was like, well, top loader. I mean, it's the most annoying track in the world, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it is... But, but you go past that now, so mm. lots of people might be reintroduced to you because mm-hmm. they might not know who be yeah, you know to be. Yeah, might have that lovely sort of uplift again with people yeah. going, "Oh my god, these the original." You know, I know it's, it's mad as you get older. You know, quickly ten years goes yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, god, it is that quick. You know, no, the thing is because obviously we're like I'm I'm forty now, and uh, we're all of us. I think Christian's like thirty nine, and then the other lads like uh, Lee and Dan are like forty two. So we've got lads in the kitchen working for us, you know, sort of in their twenties, and and you forget, you know, sometimes you turn around and you see, oh, so that you know that, that scene in Lost Boys or something, and they're like, what are you on about? And I'm like, Lost Boys, they feel like they've never seen it, and I'm you've never yeah, seen any no, Lost Boys. No. So yeah, you realise get it on now. Yeah, <laughs> you realise all your cultural references are completely yeah, different. Totally. They don't know what you're on about. Welcome to my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it is really funny. But are you four all still involved? Then is it is yeah. it still as yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's four of us uh, directors, and we've all kind of like. We've always done everything together, but as it's gone over the years, we've realised we've all got different expertise. So I, I take care of a lot of uh, the marketing side of things, um, a lot of the people stuff, a lot of the HR things I'm, I'm sort of involved in, a lot of the food, so coming up with the menus, coming up with the recipes, I do that. Grill training, the grill's where I like to be. I've always been the one cooking on the grill, so I do a lot of that and sort of trying to keep people's sort of standards up. Then we've got Dan, who's one of the other original ones with me. He's very focused on kitchens. And all of us still work in the kitchen. So, right, okay. so uh, Dan today, I think he's, he's down in Cheltenham working on that site. And um, we all started, like to be quite hands-on. 
you know, and we like to see this, like, let staff see us doing stuff, like whether right. it's cleaning fires yeah. or do, doing whatever. We like yeah. to let them know that we, we, we've been there. That's what we do, you know. And then we've got Lee, who uh, takes care of a lot of the event side of things with our food truck. He also does the DIY boxes and the merchandise. Yeah, okay. And, and he does a lot of our video editing for our video yeah. content. And then we've got Christian, who uh, really focuses on a lot of the logistics and facility stuff, because there's always things breaking down or, you know, we need to get this product to there or we need to get that from this supplier, the purchasing yeah. sort of side of things. So we've all kind of like found our natural bits and it's really handy having four of you because I couldn't, you couldn't do it on your own. It'd just be too much, yeah, too much yeah, to yeah. look look after by yourself. So you need that strong team. Right? Do you fall out there? You must fall out. Yeah. Oh, all, 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 all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. But it's a great thing about being friends is because we've known each other since we were like sort of kids or teenagers. Yeah. Then you kind of fall out, and then next time you see each other, you'd be like, Oh, did you see that on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, hey, do you know what I mean? And you just know that it's just like, you know, it's, yeah. it's work, it's not us, we're not yeah. actually falling out. Yeah, we might disagree on what, you know, ketchup we need to buy from this Fine. supplier or whatever, yeah. but, you know, we're still friends and we're still mates. So, yeah, we do, we do fall out occasionally, but, you know, we're, we're still friends throughout it all. Yeah. One of the things talking about when you were sort of talking about the, the cost and bills and those sorts of things going up, does that make you sort of more innovative in the kitchen and sort of at front of house as well about not wasting stuff? Because everyone mm. talks about it. It's not just food waste, but it's efficiencies in in the sort mm -hmm. of staff time. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like transport. You sort of, you know, rocking the train sometimes to, yep. to here because it's great, actually, Hereford, Trues, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, vice versa. Yeah, pretty good. So, so, and it's a sort of almost a topic because, you know, in the old days people would come to a restaurant and go, oh, where's this, where's your beef from? And you'd be able to tell them. Mm. Are people asking now about food waste? Are people asking about your food miles or CO2 or, mm, you know? It, it's interesting. Before the pandemic, I was very much like, we really need to look into sustainability yeah. and we really need to focus on that. So, so that's the next big thing, coming towards beef. And beef in this country gets a horrendous rep and people are very misinformed. So I've had multiple arguments with people about beef in the past. And what they're doing, they've gone and watched some documentary, looked at someone on the internet, and they've looked at American beef or Argentinian yeah, beef. It's, it's a different thing, yeah. completely different, yeah? Because mm. it's factory farmed, it's intensive. They're, they're corn fed or soy fed, horrendous for the environment, horrendous for the animals. Um, but British beef's a completely different ballgame. 99% of beef in this country is grass fed, right? Um, there's all sorts of different benefits to that for the environment. It sequesters carbon back into the soil. Uh, there's a lot of carbon capture that goes yeah. on with that. And it's in no way, it has nowhere near the impact on the environment that American beef does. So, I mean, I had an argument with one person who said, oh, you're cutting down rainforests to, to feed your beef. And I was like, oh, beef eats grass what are you on yeah. about like, it's got nothing but they've read something about american yeah. intensively farm factory yeah, which is horrendous for the environment God, i mean that explosion in, in that uh, that dairy farm yeah, 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 farms, yeah, like yeah. twenty thousand cows killed oh, like, God, it's mad, what? Yeah. so i, I mean, mean yeah and, and that's the thing people do need to realize that british beef is far more sustainable far more better for the environment and better for the countryside um here so so i was very much before the pandemic like we really need to like make sure we're getting this information out to yeah. people so that they're informed but when the pandemic came on, it really feels like that's actually gone. It's not, and I think because we went from the pandemic to cost of living crisis to all this, and I think at the moment people's concerns more are about financially how, yeah, how are they yeah, doing. Agreed. And I do think the sustainability thing will come back, and it will be back in the conversation yeah. at some point. But we do a lot. I mean, our, our um, butchers who are, who are great, great guys. They're really focused on it. They've got like the entire butchery's got like. Um, uh, solar panels and they capture as much carbon as they can from right. doing all this yeah. we've started getting electric vehicles to that so we're we're looking to do as much as we can for, okay. for sustainability and that will be the next big sort of thing that we focus on we do as much as we can now with recycling with you know biodegradable packaging and all that yeah. but um yeah the, the next step will be really trying to make sure that 
people have the correct information about beef in this country and then make the decision. And I don't think we should all be eating meat every single day. Yeah. But, you know, if there's a bit of a treat, a couple of... You know, like two, most days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe six, six and a half days out of seven yeah, would be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but a couple of days a week, you know, and, it, and it's trying to convince people, well, why come to the Beefy Boys? Why have a burger with us rather than going to McDonald's? But if you come here, the burger's got way less food miles. It's, you know, like I said, the, the butcher and the and the, and the um, farmer just down the road from us. So yeah. If you go to someone like McDonald's, that beef's travelled from Ireland to then go to a cutting plant in like, Scotland to then go to a production centre. So it's moved yeah, all around yeah. the country. So, you know, I think... The, the, that's conversations that we need to be having within the next sort of couple of years. And it's McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And also you're sort of fueling a beast in some respects. You're, you're doing the very things that actually people then are worried about, which is, you know, mass operation, mass production. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, here, if you've got 200 staff, I mean, 200 staff across three sites. It's, it's enormous. Yeah. But also your butcher then, who you first placed that mm-hmm. initial order, which was, can I have mm-hmm. a bit of, bit of brisket, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. And then now, I mean, God knows how many. I'd, I'd tell you, have little stamps on them so everybody see in the field. You can have little beefy boys sign saying, "This is our cow." I, our butchers are very happy that we uh, that we opened. God, I bet. Because um, I mean, we, we use different butchers in Hereford for our um, for our beef. Then we use a different one for our bacon, and because we tried to spread it around okay. a bit nice. between the different local suppliers. And um, I do remember one day after we moved over for a couple of years and rang the butcher. I was like, oh, "I've run out of bacon. I need you to bring some." Down. He's like, "Yeah, I'll bring it down." And he turned up with it with a jack full of uh, his Jaguar like, full of bacon in the back and I thought I'm on the wrong side of this business you didn't have that two years ago <laughs> before we opened so um, yeah so I yeah. think the butchers do alright B33F on his number plate do you know what I mean but, but, but you know inspiration then for you I mean obviously you know it was you know looking at some of those shows that were coming mm-hmm. out of America, you know, late two thousand, late noughties, yeah. really. What, what, where's inspiration now? What are you, who are you looking at that go? You know, I'd like to. Oh, uh, well, in the burger world, yeah, just, just uh, in, even in restaurant world, in terms of you know, okay. scene layout, you know, yeah, and what, yeah, do you, yeah, what yeah. sort of stuff are you eating to kind of yeah. try okay. and develop your own uh, palates? And... Burger world, I advise everybody out there if you're interested in burgers, look look for a guy called George Motts. He's a burger historian. Uh, he used to be in a band, but he's obsessed with burgers, and the guy really? knows more about burgers than yeah. than me. And I'm Burger Chef of the Year. So <laughs> yeah. The guy's the guy's brilliant. George Motsy is a really good character, and he's yeah burger historian. It, yeah, knows everything about him. Really, really interesting guy. Um, when it comes to restaurants and stuff. I think my favourite restaurant in this country I've been to recently is probably Pasture in Cardiff. There's one in Bristol as well. Yeah. Amazing steak restaurant. Um, you know, it's one of those ones you go in, you've got the glass cabinets, all the yeah, steaks hang up, yeah. chalkboard, what steaks are yeah, available. There. Every- weights, the Hawksmoor yeah. on, on exactly. acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I love Hawksmoor, but yeah. I would say pasture probably is, down, is better. I reckon Hawksmoor. It's that expansion thing, isn't it? They got yeah. 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 Um But anyway, yeah, pasture, check it out. Uh, everything cooked over live fire. Brilliant restaurant, really good service, everything yeah. all in. Um, and stuff I like cooking myself. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I still eat about one or two burgers a week at, at work. Um, you know, I've got it. I was going to say, Dave. I want to see Dave. He's got a taste for Agreed. Apart from that, I see at home and myself, we do eat quite healthy. I mean, well, you know, we eat lots of uh, pasta, pasta, couscous, fish, things like that. 
barbecue a lot at home um, and I've got kids so I'm always okay. trying to cook for them yeah. and make sure they're introduced to nice I make them lovely things put them in front of them they don't eat any of it <laughs> they might cool, eh? they'll eat the brown stuff but they won't touch any yeah. of the salad and that so yeah I'm big into I've, been, I've, I've always loved food all types of food and all types of um, different cuisine from you know Japanese to Italian um, if I probably have to pick one I'd say probably Italian food is probably my favorite just because yeah. it's so simple so quick and it's so, it's it so delicious like, but you know you can have like a tiny spoon or something and just the way they sort of you know the spoon yeah. can be twisted and then oh, just like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a massive volume yeah. but I guess an invite to, I remember that you know watching The Naked Chef like literally 20 mm. odd years ago you mm-hmm. know and thinking this guy's pretty cool you mm. know Jamie in his first foray yeah, to TV yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he was talking about how he was really annoying because then he's a decent chef so whenever he got invited anywhere for dinner he'd end up cooking or people would yeah. invite him to cook but I guess an invite to your barbecue the Murph Barbie is quite, quite a stellar <laughs> VIP invite. Well, um, yeah, it was my son's birthday the other day and, uh, yeah, we did a barbecue at home and did lots of different sort of chicken kebabs and, like, a Mexican beef chilli and all this sort of stuff. But then I, I, when I get invited to barbecues, it's always like... You get really annoyed and, like... No, no, I'm going to invite you. I've just moved into town. I'm just down the road. If you walked here, I'll invite you. And then go... Pressure, though. And, yeah. and what you bought. I don't, I don't wine. It's not a bottle. People get really stressed when I turn up at their barbecue. Yeah. They do. They start like... Like swear, and it all, well, you know, always turn up with a barbecue, and like, we'll be having it like burgers. Oh, great! And I just want to stand there, kind of tutting. Want to see what they do? Um, but yeah, inevitably, I usually, if I'm turning up with a barbecue, they always try and like, I end up, course, cooking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I, which I don't mind. So I do still really enjoy it. We came to it from this was fun. We did it for, for, for yeah, for a laugh. And yeah. so you know, I still do really enjoy it. You know, when we do that. So you have one or two burgers a week, but how many laughs do you have a week then? I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> you have quite a few laughs, yeah. I mean, it not is... sarcastic ones. Not... <laughs> Look at that, yeah. We do actually like our atmosphere in the kitchen because, and right. it stems from when we first opened, we, we've never wanted any Gordon Ramsay's, any of that, um, because a happy kitchen is a better kitchen. And I've done shifts that have been, you know, horrendous, where we do 800, 900 burgers, but everybody in the kitchen's happy and enjoying themselves, and it's fine, yeah. do you know what I mean? And you don't mind. And as soon as one person's in a bad mood, it actually becomes really hard to cook, and because you've got to communicate and you've got to talk. And because when we first started, it was the four of us, four mates in the kitchen, with other mates, we did have a laugh and we did enjoy it, and we do, and that's what we want in our kitchens to be. Because I'd rather, much rather, someone's like, "Yeah, I've got work today," and they're happy about it, and they want to come in because they know they're going to have a laugh. And you know, I mean, as long as people are keeping the standards up, they're cooking the food well, and they're taking it seriously. Beyond that, have as much fun as you want. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And we always used to do loads of practical jokes and sort of stuff in the kitchen and things we used to do, you know, just to make your day sort of um, yeah, sort of yeah, sort of yeah. pass quicker. So yeah, yeah. So we do enjoy having fun. Yeah. At work. Well, I came and did a recce a few weeks ago and I knew we were sort of like, James was trying to line you up for this. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, we have a look around and see what see what goes. And it was just brilliant. It was a lovely atmosphere. Good. Kids had a whale of a time. Great. Um, both of them love a sort of chicken burger, so they were all mm-hmm. over it. They loved the menu. You know, it was great. It was really good because sometimes you just f- sort of feel like, okay, what is all the fuss is about? So mm. how do you distill the beefy boys element? What is it? I mean, is it mm. fun? Is it sort of an exploration you know, the chilli one that sort of says, don't have it, just yeah. don't have it. You know, we talked about this in the office yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah the, the Hellboy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we wanted to, every, the, the most important thing is the food. And everything, end of the day, if the burger you have in front of you isn't great, then everything else is just window dressing. So that's got to be good. And it's really, really hard, especially when you've got three sides, because the difference between the best burger you've ever had and something that's average or a bit crap is 30 seconds. Literally, if that chef spends 30 seconds doing something else, that burger's gone from being amazing to just being meh, like a six out of ten. Oh, yeah. And the problem is, because we've won the awards and that, when people come here, they're expecting a burger which is a nine yeah, or a ten. Up, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if it's not a nine or a ten, it's rubbish. 
So it's really hard, and and that's and that's the tricky bit for us is over the three restaurants making sure that those standards because yeah. nobody cares as much as we do. Do you know what I mean? I've got, don't worry, get me wrong. I've got some great staff who are absolutely brilliant and they're but, really, really good chefs, but they're not going to care as much as yeah. it's our baby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So that is the hard bit. It's trying to make instill that. Um, the other thing is just that, that sort of friendly, relaxed atmosphere. And that's what we want because like I said, it did start as a barbecue with, with mates. And that's what we want when people come here. We want them yeah. to come and almost feel like, are oh, you coming around a mate's house sort of yeah. thing? And again, you know, we got, and again, we've got some great uh, front of house staff. We're trying to instill that in everyone, trying to instill that in some, you know, in like a, an 18 or 19 year old is only looking at this as like a stop gap yeah, and they don't really yeah. care it's really hard yeah it's tough because one of the things you have in this country that you don't get in america and you don't get in europe is in american europe people look at hospitality as a career yeah, and you know, i've got some great european staff who work for us who yeah they will be uh, chefs or waiters for their entire life that's yeah. what they want to do but in britain we've got it in our heads that hospitality is like oh, something you do when you're you know, on a on a gap year or something, yeah. or something you only do. Or things haven't gone right, or you know, yeah, never yeah, have yeah. anybody at a career going because yeah. you know, like hotel staff, concierges and stuff in America paid a fortune yeah. and they're making a fortune in tips, and you know, yeah. so it is a career. Yeah, exactly. And so what we've tried to do here is we do pay really well, and um, we pay way above minimum wage. The staff get re- we do service charge on the on the bill, so yeah. the tips here are fantastic. So right. you know, we've got people uh, you know working as you know sort of a uh, front of house supervisor. You know, they're earning sort of fourteen, fifteen quid with their with their tips right. now. So it is It is a career. And I do think it'd be great if, because we're struggling to hire, do you know what I mean? Because people just don't want to come into the industry. I, I do think people in Britain be brilliant if they started looking at hospitality as a viable option. Good shout. Because, yeah, I think it is. And you can have a really good career. And we've got people, I've got people who work for me who started off as waitresses and now they've worked, so they're running our HR department or they're running, um, you know, part of our legal sort of team or they're running our marketing. Amazing. And they came in, you know, just literally, you know, yeah, running food to tables, but they've worked that way up. So, and that's the other great thing about hospitality. It's one of the only industries where you can come in and start washing the dishes and within 10 years' time, you could be, you know, a general manager yeah. of a place. You can literally work your way from the bottom to the top. And there's not many places you can do that. Right, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, so it'd be great to see more people taking it out. Well, I, yeah, well, I had seven years at Pizza Hut when I was uh, oh, did younger. You? And, um, yeah, I started off sort of clearing tables, uh, you know, £3 an hour, £3.30 an hour. And then sort of seven years later, it was sort of after I finished... £3.20 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after I finished uni, they were like, we would like you to be a manager, you know, we'd yep. have to stay on and then I had to make a decision about if I wanted to. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, looked elsewhere. So, but yeah, I worked my way up. And... Two years at McDonald's uh, <laughs> and left with no stars. <laughs> there you go. Arrived with none, left with none. <laughs> well, it's not for everyone. I was like, I think the buttons are jammed in the thing again. Do you know what I mean? It's just like that guy. Do you know what I mean? Really annoying. I love the front of house stuff. No, it's great. Honestly, the business wouldn't succeed if it wasn't for all those inputs. Mm. So also what I think is really good, though, is just because often you hear from hospitality, it is a bit of a grown industry. Sometimes people go, oh, and this isn't right. And it's really difficult to do this. It's really Mm. difficult to do that. And every sector's got problems and issues and Mm. costs rising. But it's so great to hear a a really positive hospitality story. People go, Mm. and I want other people to look at you and go, this is a model for how it should be done. Mm. This is also a model for the future. This is a model for, for you know, for you know, my kids when they're sort of 16, 17, 18, I want them to be coming up here and going, mm. well, if dad says, you, you know, you're looking for staff and you play yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because you want people to use that as a bit of a beacon mm. because you can do it. Yeah. And yes, you might not make masses of money this year if energy bills stay as it is, but it's a, it's a, it's a methodical, analytical business mm-hmm. that's driven with people at the heart of it. Good food, good yeah. good opportunities, you know, good inputs from directors. You know, geez, I mean, it's just like if every business ran like that, 
Mm. I kind of think we'd be. We'd be yeah, right. I think it's helped us a lot. The fact that we are so hands on, the fact that we work in the kitchens and stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, you know, when I'm, uh, when we took on the one site in Cheltenham, which was a chain before, and I've been chatting to you know the the chefs there and everything, they only saw their like uh, sort of managing director. I think they met him once in like sort of five years. But they see us sort of, you know, I'm, I'm next to them cooking on the grill yeah, and sort of stuff. And if yeah. they've got a problem, then come speak to me. Yeah. So, and I think that is the thing. I think the days of, you know, your big chains, like your, your, your Pizza Expresses and your Ask Italians, all those ones that exploded, I think the general public got wise to it. You know, yeah. it was in the noughties, it was everywhere, you know, Wagamamas were everywhere and all that sort of stuff. I think now actually people want something a little bit more independent. Yeah. I think everyone realised, you know, if I go to this city, you know, I'll go to Wolverhampton, I'll go to Birmingham, I'll go to wherever. It's the same restaurants yeah. in every single city. And it became like, well, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Why, yeah. you know, so I think I think people have started to want something a little bit more independent and smaller and unique. God, imagine being in the kitchen and cooking next to the burger chef of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, uh, I, no, I, I don't let him forget it. Like, I just literally walk around the kitchen with the awards <laughs> under my arms. Chef of the year coming through. <laughs> <laughs> burger chef of the year. Written on the front and the back of your own. I use it at home as well. So do you say to the wife, I was like, that, that's no way to speak to the burger chef of the year, dude. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. shut up. And the kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Excuse me, it's not just dad, it's burger chef of the year, yeah. forward slash. Dad. Well, I've, I've only got 12 months, so I can use that. Well, I'll, I'll enter it again. Yeah, I'll enter it again next year. So I'm going to do two years running. You'll That'll be really unbearable then if uh, if we do win. Yeah. Well, we won't mention it if you didn't win it. <laughs> hey, look, you've got other stuff to do, uh, I know, today. Thank so you. We'll, thank, we'll, thank you ever so much. Mm. Just so finally, if you are looking for other sort of places to open your... Yep. Don't say Litchfield. <laughs> you know, I live near Litchfield in a crying out for a decent burger bar. So, uh, I'll put it on the list. Yeah, so come yeah, and have yeah, a look. Yeah, yeah no worries. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, for having me, guys. Thank you. It's been really Bless enjoyable. You.